As long as you can make sure that it's fine, I'm I'm good. Cool. Yeah, as long as Chad's good, I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, we don't need mics. Yeah, yeah. Chances <laughs> we don't need mics. It's just like, just such a yes man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what you're doing. Nice. Okay. So this is the volume I'd probably be talking right about here. My name is Dylan, and this is the sound of my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Dana Gould Hour. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna shut that door. Yeah. yeah I can hear oh, there's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually uh, coming through pretty good, at least on this uh, end of it. Nice, nice. Um, we don't need that mic. We do need that up. I don't want to brag, but you can hear the clapping. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the clapping for the podcast. I, I don't want to brag. You can hear actually quite a bit through it. So, um, I mean, the so you could just set your mic on the table. It'll be cool. It's whatever. Yeah, the people <laughs> love the podcast. They're clapping. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, we don't need that too. Oh, now our lines are too too big, huh? Too big of lines. Well, it's coming through really, yeah, it's okay. really loud and clear on here. So, all right, beautiful. Let's do it. Beautiful. All right. So yeah, we like we, we like to do a we like to do a cold open. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. Just ease into I think it. we're I think we're already doing it. Nice. We're already okay. doing it. Great. So uh, yeah, we got we got uh, Chad Denick up in the house. Yeah. Woo. Up in the house. This is the the uh, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast with someone that I met today oh nice so uh, less than like two hours prior to yeah. the podcast That's yeah great. so uh l- let's like let's get to know you a little bit like where like where are you from uh, what have you been doing well i was from is a tricky thing because i moved around a lot growing up like super white trash mm-hmm. where i was getting evicted and stuff uh but i was born in tacoma and then i lived mostly in like the vancouver washington area like vancouver la center camas washougal Cool. Not to brag. Cool. But, uh, Not to brag, but yeah. Camus. Yeah. <laughs> Paper makers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah. I recently gave somebody a ride to Camus, and a uh, lot of giant houses with giant trucks in the driveways. Yeah, yeah. It's Camus is Camus is very hilly, and uh, a lot of like garages that go like under the house, like into the hill thing. Those are always so cool. Yeah, I love the under the house garages. Yeah, Camus is pretty. Ni- I mean, it's not nice, nice, but it's it's okay. Let me guess, you lived in the one shitty neighborhood in Camas? Well, no, when we were in Camas, we were lucky enough, uh, my mom had this, uh, hus- husband number three had a construction company, um, and then he was, I guess, just hemorrhaging money. So at the time, we lived in like this nice neighborhood. It was a nice. Big, it was like three, yeah, three bedroom house, and like it was all nice. And then About how old were you when that was all that going That was sixth and seventh grade. Sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. Were you, uh, uh, w- were you like a stony baloney by then? Sixth, no, seventh grade. No, I got high the first time in uh, freshman year. Freshman year. Yeah, and I told my school. mom too. I was like, "Hey, Tristan said he's gonna get me high, so I'm going to his place." And she's like, "All right." Oh, that's really cool that you <laughs> can be open enough with your mom and her yeah, fourth husband at the time. Was well, it, she. Was I mean, she was. I'm on sorry, meth I'm shitting time. on your mom yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, she was on meth at the time, so it's like, yeah, weed's nothing, so it's fine. Yeah, she's, she's like clean now. With uh, I guess I'm sitting on one hand, and then I use quotation marks with the other hand <laughs> for, for the listeners at home open-headed quotes yeah but um no yeah i mean she smokes weed and stuff now but yeah she doesn't she's not yeah there's that th- there's that out. clean and then there's that weed clean yeah yeah and it, she's on like, a uh, light drip but <laughs> but yeah nothing crazy so <laughs> yeah like uh, uh both my parents went through like aa mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and then they w- there was always those people who were like i'm clean but i still smoke weed yeah <laughs> a friend of mine um he <laughs> Stop drinking like year. I've known him for 
probably like five, six years. And uh, he had never drank like before. It was years before I even met him. But he was like a weed guy. And he's like, yeah, I can't drink, but I can do, you know, I can smoke a bunch of weed. And then he figured out, he's like, oh, I just replaced booze. So I need to not, because, you know, some people just have to like have not a thing at all. Yeah. And that That's was right. his deal. They have to make their addiction not doing drugs. Yeah. Like that, there, there's a lot of that in AA and mm-hmm. NA where it's just like they're addicted to not doing drugs. Right. Where they just like they have to they have to be at one of those meetings every single night. Yeah, I think it's tricky to and find cigarettes. Those yeah, yeah. coffee and cigarettes like yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of flipping them some shit one time, just or not him, a different. Uh, this sounds so braggy. I've got all these alcoholic friends. Um, <laughs> not to brag, but yeah, yeah. all my friends are boozers. Yeah. So I was talking to a different alcoholic friend, and about AA, and it was saying it's just fu- the irony of like. This booze is killing us, and then go outside and just smoke a bunch of cigarettes. Yeah. But uh, he was saying it's like, I guess their deal is like, you you kind of prioritize like, okay, what's killing me the fastest, and then work from. So I mean, in theory, maybe right. someone is in AA for fifty years, and then they're like, oh, quit smoking now. You know, I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so what? So when did you start uh, like doing comedy? Uh, two thousand ten. I was okay. living on the east side of the. I almost said the state, you know, the one state, the only state that the matters. state. Washington state. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was living in eastern Washington, and um, it had been, like, really bugging me. Like, I wanted to do it, and there there was a club over there. It's still there, but at the time, they didn't have any kind of open mic, kind of by the grace of God, because mm-hmm. otherwise, I probably would have just went there and been like, I'm doing it, like, right. five minutes, you know, once a week, and that would be it. Um, and so, I was just Googling stuff like crazy, and I found... Giggles was still open in Seattle, which it's not now. And then now it's laughs, but it's like five different stories. Um, but so, yeah, I drove, you know, four hours across the state to go do an open mic to go, you know, forget one minute of terrible jokes <laughs> and then just drive back. Yeah. yeah so it was pretty wow. intense. And then, um, yeah, just put that there. Uh, <laughs> See ya. Riley is like, <laughs> you forgot your jokes? I'm yeah, fucking out of yeah, here. Yeah, we're done. Um <laughs> But so, in my the job I had, I was doing a lot of like paperwork, office stuff. So I was doing a lot of podcasts, listening to. Mm. And uh, Kevin Pollock, his show had a Ask Kevin segment, and I wrote in and I was like, I live four hours from Seattle. I want to be a comedian. What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. And then he actually took time to respond on the show, and he's like, "You move. What's wrong? Yeah. With you? you have to move. <laughs> move to Seattle. Yeah, you yeah. dipshit. <laughs> yeah. And so in 2011, my now wife and I moved over, and then. Moved to Puyallup, Washington, which is like a suburb of Tacoma. You can get yeah, to Tacoma. Where they like, have the state fair. Hell yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. And uh, so we moved there, and then it's like 10 minutes from Tacoma, and then like 40 minutes from uh, Seattle, and then like two hours and from Portland. So, it's so about how, how old were you when that all happened? Uh, I'm something, what am I, 32 now, so like 24-ish. 24-ish. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good as age as any to start. Yeah, well, I wanted to start in high school. Like, yeah. uh, there was a career day at the illustrious Washougal High School, and uh, there was a guy from the Oregon Children's Theater, and he was just talking. Oh, close it, nice. Uh, he was just talking about different or that's theater careers or whatever. And then I asked him afterwards about like stand up because I didn't know. I was like, "What do you do?" And he said that they had like a class for the kids, but they didn't have anything that summer. And they let me take an improv class. And I did that, and it was a lot of fun. But then yeah, I finished it, and I was just like, "Okay." And then we just went back to life. And then yeah. you know, 
like what eight short years later it's like oh we'll do stand up yeah I did like a similar route where I was like I really want to try and dabble it in and mm-hmm. like in college when they offered something like that where it was like you had stand up and like one act label or some crap like that yeah. and you would showcase up here nice. I did that and I learned like comedy from a water coloring teacher basically right <laughs> yeah like, yeah I mean he was good he was he was funny and he knew what he was talking about at least with structuring stuff and everything nice. like that yeah but like after that I didn't do it for so long and yeah like eight years later I did the same thing like I was just like well I better yeah. get back into this because it just kept bugging me so much to do it so yeah part of me I mean you can't really regret anything so it doesn't yeah that doesn't do I mean you can and good luck I've never seen someone like yeah I regret all this stuff and now look at me but mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh yeah like I wish I had started like at seventeen you know like Chappelle yeah. style or whatever but. At the same time, I went and lived life, you know, tanked relationships had and some had things jobs. to comment yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, grew up a bit, so. And I always kind of, like, felt like, too, when I was younger, I was like, it'll always be there. Comedy will always be there. That's yeah. what I kind of felt like. And then now it's going to be, be illegal pretty soon. Oh, yeah? yeah. Why is that? Mein Kampf. And oh, God, yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> it's going to outlaw comedy. Yeah, and take it easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, it's, I was like, it's like the same thing where it's just like, you got to live life and have those experiences yeah. and stuff. Because some people are the people who just, like, go through their life and live it. And they just, like, choose the comedy at the end. Or yeah, yeah. Like that, you know? At least the people I looked up to were older comedians. I was like, well, they're super old, and that's when they made it. Like, Rodney Dangerfield was right. one of my favorites. And it's like, uh, I just, oh, I'll, I'll be there. I'll eventually be Yeah, well, and that's why I try to harp on, like, anyone I meet or even my wife. I'm like, if you have stuff you like, it's like, do it. Yeah. Because it's like, even if you can't make money doing it, like, obviously people do make money, like, whatever you're dealing like gardening, whatever, um, go do it, and then eventually you're going to, you know, it's going to be your job, and that will be yeah. good. Either you're going to start hating it, or you're just going to continue to love it. Yeah, and you're going to be like, my life's pretty sweet, I just do the thing I like, and then that's it, you <laughs> know? what makes you happier. Uh, it's easy, but it's true. Uh, so, uh, have you ever done psychedelic drugs? Not exactly, no, I've... Oh, that so, sounds like a really interesting story. Well... So, I don't know if you caught my set that started great and then went real bad, um, and then ended fine. Uh, but, so, I was paid one time in marijuana to babysit, mm-hmm. like, just for my mom, like, here's weed. And uh, after I sent my sister to bed, I smoked it, and, like, everything turned yellow. Wow. Like, like if I just, like, uh, just a yellow... Um, Whatever those vinyl like for the stage lights, I forget what those are called. Yeah, gels. Gel, yeah, if a yellow gel just went zoop across. Oh, yeah, I was like, like you were wearing those like douchey yellow tinted sunglasses yeah. or something. So I was like, that's not what things are. And then I just went, like I was at at my bed when I smoked it, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, and then laid down, and then just like cartoon dreams, and then yeah, had that had that, the crazy I can't get to sleep body high from weed. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I just went right, like I said, I just. I was like, whoa, yellow, and mm. then laid down, and then it was cartoons, and I was gone. So I don't know if that was laced with something. I mean, I uh, yeah, guess. Probably really probably not. Like, yeah, uh, weed, weed has definitely uh, mm. made me feel like I was having a psychedelic experience, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially, Especially like, when I was first starting, like, oh, yeah, when yeah. You're, like when you're brand new to it, mm-hmm. and it's like you've been like smoking, smoking that like shitty dirt weed, mm-hmm. the flat stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, and then somebody <laughs> then somebody flat gives you yeah, yeah. somebody gives you an actual unsmushed weed. Yeah, crystals on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you do that. You're like, whoa! I didn't. Is this does this have ecstasy in it or something? Yeah. Well, I've had. Yeah, I've definitely felt pretty crazy with uh, doing too much edibles too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Too much edibles. Yeah, that's great. Freak out and think blame friends thinking they dosed them with something else before. They're like, what the fuck was in that? And they're like freaking out because they had too many edibles and they really didn't smash it with too much weed or whatever but that stuff can hit you in so many different ways 
Well, yeah, and like, uh, and the homemade edibles, you don't mm-hmm. know the strength. Yeah, you well, don't and that's know. That's what ha- a friend of mine in Eastern Washington, her, I don't know, if they, I don't know if she still does it, but she had a business that was like making edibles. You know, she was trying to do mm-hmm. a thing, and I was with someone that like I was kind of responsible for, and we were both. I had like way more. I had like a full cookie, and then like another full cookie, and then half this other cookie, and like all this stuff, and we're just sitting on the couch watching YouTube on our TV and stuff, and then the gal that I was with she like was freaking out she's in the bathroom like puking because like in her mind she's like oh it's like drunk and you can just throw it you know she was like just freaking out i just get it out of me yeah yeah and then so finally i was like all right well i i still it had been like two and a half hours i'm like i don't feel anything i was like so we'll just go back to where we're staying and i'll take you it's fine and then i stood up and it was like (laughs) and i was like i just started laughing because i was like a because it was i was just so stoned and then b because i was like Oh, we're not going nowhere. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, not only can I not drive, I was like, dude, I can't. I just had, to, I just sat back down. I was like, oh, we're done. And then I was just laughing at how unfortunate her situation was, and like how inappropriate it was that I was laughing. And then I was laughing from that. And yeah. Do you think she was making herself throw up? No, yeah, she was. She was. Wow. Yeah, because she was like, she explained Somebody it later. Somebody just needed that, to step in. <laughs> right. She in her mind, she was like, you know, because she'd been too drunk before and like puked and like. Better. yeah chilled out and it was her first time with like anything really and so she was like yeah she was tripping pretty hard wow but yeah never done psychedelics is there is there like a reason is there a reason why you haven't done psychedelics um why not do you yeah. want an acid you yeah. want to hit acid right now <laughs> I, I did if i do psychedelics it's on that microphone yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> put it's your it. elbow on that table <laughs> yeah yeah um i probably would <laughs> I mean, maybe someday, yes, but I would probably do either mushrooms or DMT or something like that. Yeah, DMT is probably like one of the most, like I hear the, one of the most like pure ways to do yeah, psychedelic yeah. drugs. And it's not going to like, I mean, I've heard of, I've heard of people where it's like, they just like, it totally like fucking changed their life, you know, uh-huh. and, like change yeah. their perspective on life. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, sometimes we need that. I feel like people use that as like an excuse of why mm-hmm. psychedelics are bad and i was like well uh, no like don't should yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why they're good is that right. they might change your life <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you would want you would want it to help people yeah. if that's what it does i guess some people i mean if it changes their way where someone's like i'm gonna go get a gun and like or do something stupid and fuck yeah it's like well then yeah duh but like it never does that for anybody ever yeah. no i, th- I think mm-hmm. i think uh being on psychedelics in the right setting like there can definitely be the wrong setting where it makes right. you paranoid right but i think in most settings it makes it, it makes you more compassionate and have yeah. more empathy where right. you're just like wow i don't even want to kill an ant right now yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah well i think part not well part of it once i think once stand-up is just like my only job enough to work like where i would have literally like chunks of days off right I think that'd be one thing too to just like know that i'm like in a super chill wave of like my mindset would be like it's everything's cool it's not yeah. like all right i could trip for for three hours but then i gotta go do the thing and then you know i don't want right yeah you don't want to yeah, uh, yeah squeeze in a trip yeah the, the middle of a three-day weekend is probably a really good one okay. you get like a fr- saturday sunday and monday off do it on sunday uh-huh you spend saturday getting all ready and getting the butterflies and yeah, setting yeah. things up like i'm gonna have some oranges i'm gonna have some <laughs> snacks i'm gonna download fantasia yeah yeah always, Which you always gotta see on fantasia. Netflix for a long time is fantasia on netflix now uh, maybe it's not anymore uh, but it was yeah. about uh, within a year 
Uh, I was pretty excited, and I went yeah. to watch it with my wife, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't want to watch this." I was like, <laughs> "It's so good! <laughs> it's so good!" <laughs> I've so actually good. only seen Fantasia on psychedelics. Oh, I've never yeah? seen it sober. It's great. It's I think I may. Classic. I think I may have seen seen it like when I was a young child, like. Yeah. Six or seven years old when or something like that. When you're on baby psychedelics. Yeah, when I was on <laughs> baby, baby Dude, I swear to God, like... Baby brain tripping. Uh, <laughs> when, 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 sometimes when I'm tripping on psychedelics, I, uh-huh. de- I do feel like... Like the like, I do feel like I think the way that I thought when I uh-huh. was a child. You know, like it's very possible because there's the there, there's the theory that it's like uh, it like removes like the filters in your brain because mm-hmm. we 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 go we go throughout our whole lives and creating these filters in our brains to make to to become more efficient thinkers. Like mm-hmm. you see a chair that's black and you know that's that's a black it's chair. Steal, you yeah. know, and uh, when you do psychedelics, it like. <laughs> <laughs> Just very slowly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I prefer to say, like, horrible either insults or whatever. If I can just, like, present it very, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. I'm going to talk through it. I did. I talked talked right through it. I like like to have a nice slow burn. Like, wait a second. (laughs) You said I'm ugly. Yeah. Um, Well, I think part of why I'm not, like, super, like, eager. Like, I I Mm -hmm. definitely am receptive to uh, psychedelics and everything. But also, I'm very much like a listener. So, like, I've heard so many people talk about, like, I just take it all in and, like, you know, think on it. Like, okay, Mm. okay, okay. Or even, like, so I'm sure you listen to You Made It Weird or I've heard it before. So, like, I've listened to, I think, maybe not the most recent, but basically every episode. Mm -hmm. And so, so much talk of, like, therapy, in addition to psychedelics and stuff, there's been so, it's been, like, dealt with so much that, like, I feel like I'm, like, yeah, I've. I have like kind of time served with like therapy. Like I've had breakthroughs just from being like, oh okay, and then I just fix my own shit without paying you know thousands of dollars. Right. Just and you were thinking, and you were thinking that psychedelics might be your therapy. Like you might not need it because you you're already enlightened enough. Kinda. Like I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I'm not close-minded to it, but I also feel like that like any breakthrough or revelation people have, I like kind of listen to. Like okay, okay, and like right. I take it in. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like whatever, you know. Yeah, whatever, you trippers. Yeah, yeah. You fucking trippers. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. You were one with the universe. Yeah. Sure. Well, like I've Shane Moss. I mean, I'm sure you've. Yeah. Yeah. He's got mm-hmm. some crazy. Yeah, he's gonna be here for Bridgetown. I, ho- I think I might try and swindle him into doing this podcast. Nice. That'd be great. I yeah, have he no. Loves. I have no. Uh, no friend connections or anything with Shane I'm Moss, sure we but. Shane, if you're listening yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I I know him. I'll see what I can. Uh, well, uh, no, you know, I don't. I'm I don't not just going to give you his pity. number, but I'll talk to <laughs> him and then ask. <laughs> <get your> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we had you on. Yeah, this yeah. is a stepping stone to getting Shane Moss yeah, yeah, on the that's podcast. That's you are. Um, no, I'll I'll ask what I can. You know. Oh well, yeah, that'd be that'd be phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, if you're listening, re- disregard that yeah. mistake. Uh, I'm really a great interviewer. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I do the best interviews. Yeah, his uh, sorry, I think Mr. Pat House from yeah, what's going on? What's oh, going sorry, on your phone? Dude, uh, oh, okay. Pat was saying that he might come from here and down to the oh. midnight mic, but he's he said he's not gonna, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, why would you? Like, it's right. Like you did, you did a you did a helium show. You don't need Two to be doing yeah, yeah. these fucking open mics. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I can't speak to the late show, but the first show was great. So yeah, yeah, really I'm always like that when I do. Uh, because on Tuesdays they have the open mic mm-hmm. at Helium. If I if I get on at the open mic, I bail on all the other open mics that night. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna go out on top. This I was did great. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a good. I've done that mic once, and yeah, it was great. 
Yeah, it's amazing. It's like it's like a real show. It's like I wish yeah. all the shows were like this. Yeah, Tacoma is like that now. They've actually mm-hmm. had to add. So they have. So it's always been Wednesdays, and then recently they've added Tuesday. They call it like New Talent Tuesday, but it's like basically mm-hmm. a supplemental open mic because there was so many people signing up, and then you know a hundred people in the crowd. Yeah. So it's like, and I I was there Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, by the time I got off stage, because I was kind of on deck not paying attention but when i walked off stage there was like it was full but empty like it was every like one to two people to a table but like every table had people right so it was like spread out but yeah it was there was Mm. at least 100 people yeah yeah that's why i I love a show with an usher that forces people to sit in the front before filling up the back yeah (laughs) Yeah. because it's the worst when there's like it's like you feel like the room's full it's like dude there's like 30 people in this room but yeah, they're yeah. all sitting three aisles back from the front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had shows like, but I've also had shows where there was twenty people and they sat them just like two rows of ten and all the way up front and then there was it was still bad. So yeah, but that show was the f- I think the front row was everyone was like twenty one, and then the row behind them everyone was a hundred, <laughs> and like what just, a demographic. Yeah, and I. Like, I got to do a guest set, and it was, like, a weekend show, and I got to do a guest set, and it was just, like, I was not happy. Yeah, I guess uh, there's no there's no one secret ingredient to a great show. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> we all think, like, if only they were all sitting up front, then it would have been a great yeah, show. Yeah. If they were all just in the back not looking at me, yeah, it would have yeah. been a great show. If only I didn't say white power before yeah, I went yeah. on stage, <laughs> it would have been a great show. <laughs> oh, man. That fart really ruined <clears throat> it at the beginning. <laughs> uh so like uh so so like what are your thoughts on like like the psychedelic culture like you like a fan of like timothy leary or anything like that or a lot of it i don't have like a strong opinion Mm. it's kind of it's similar to gay marriage i'm just like yeah okay i'm just like yeah what i don't care yeah i'm like it doesn't affect me yeah they're not after me and then you know Mm. if if something comes up like if someone has, has like a timothy leary quote i'm like okay yeah, but like, uh, like, is like you into that type of music? You know, like you're you're a fan of like late '60s Beatles well, or so Fish. Uh, not a huge <laughs> Beatles fan. Like, I get how important they are or whatever, but I'm just like, I don't have to listen to it. Yeah. I can just respect them and not listen to it. And that's great. <laughs> it's too many songs about love. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there should be a supercut of the Beatles <laughs> love, saying love, 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 yes. love, hand, love, love, hold hand, love, <laughs> yeah. baby. Um, no, like I love uh, Pink Floyd though. Yeah, which Pink Floyd's great. Yeah, and even just Stone Cold Sober, it's just some good-ass music. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Well, and I got really lucky, too, because they have, I don't know, it was a couple years ago, but they released, uh, it's called A Foot in the Door, and it's it's essentially greatest hits, mm-hmm. but I think they put it together. Yeah. And so it like flo- it flows like just the mate, I mean, it's like an amazing album because it's greatest hits but also put together not just like yeah it wasn't just like these are the ones that sold the most it yeah. was like th- these are the ones the that one you w- remember that, yeah yeah because it has like um i forget if it's watch or see i think it's watch emily play or whatever okay which yeah. is like not a popular yeah it's a yeah, i'm pretty sure that's a song on the wall yeah i, I don't know yeah but uh yeah a lot of people say like yeah watch do acid and watch pink yeah, Floyd yeah. the wall and I th- I suggest not like doing for that. Nightmares? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no joke. So I'm like, how it's do like, I that's a really sad you. nightmarish movie. And I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I haven't seen it, but I know I've like seen clips. Because isn't there like 
kids into meat grinders and yes. stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's kids into meat grinders. There's like plants that are uh, suggestively uh, genitalia. Okay, I like that. There's like a there's like a this like evil like judge that's because mm-hmm. the, there's a lot of like really cool animation in there as well. Oh, okay. It's not just live action and mm-hmm. like there's like this. Uh, there's like this evil judge that just looks like a giant ass like it's like (laughs) just looks like a giant ass and it's like a really like scary song about like this dude on trial uh-huh. For like murdering for somebody, play. yeah. For ass play, ass <laughs> play. <laughs> you respect the ass. <laughs> I should know. I'm an ass. <laughs> oh man. And then it has that like guy transform. Isn't that the one where it has the guy like pretty much look like he's Hitler or whatever? And he, like, yeah. The wall. Uh, yeah. He like he goes uh like it's like this dude who just goes through like this crazy psychotic episode where mm. he's like all strung out on some crazy drugs and, and like, like build the wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah and like yeah. he's like shaved. He like shaved off all of his. Yeah, uh, all of his hair and yeah there's like the like like the big like the opening scene is like these kids like like these teenagers almost like they're like trying to get into a rock show like they're oh, waiting yeah, to yeah. get into a rock show and then they get in there and they're all sitting down really attentive and then they look up and it's like this dude uh uh it's like this dude that's like definitely a very like Hitler looking dude. Yeah, more, yeah. More, it seemed more like it was like a like a Stalin type of thing because yeah, it was like the two like that, hammers, yeah. kind of like uh like the hammer and sickle mm-hmm. of the. Well, and it was around. Wasn't it around when the wall came down, or it was around when it was up? And stuff uh, like yeah, it was up. Yeah, yeah was the up. the Berlin yeah. Wall was was up. I think. Oh yeah, uh, it came like out the like seventies. Like, yeah, yeah, nineteen exactly. nineteen seventy nine. So I think sure is when the album came out. Yeah, nineteen eighty was the movie. I'm sure it was more. Yeah, and then the the wall came down sometime in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, Pink this is Floyd, not a man. history podcast. <laughs> yeah, if anyone said it is now, they're like, no, it was ninety-five. Yeah, I don't know. We, yeah, we tried the same thing last episode with space. We talked about space, and yeah. we got to so many walls and be like, well, I guess we don't know because we're yeah, not yeah. scientists, right? Just make it up. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks to psychedelics, you're willing to accept what you know, what you don't know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, but I mean, it might it might be a good idea to mm-hmm. watch the wall on psychedelics. Yeah. Because like uh, like I hear a lot of like people saying like oh yeah I had a bad trip because like I like I cried in my room for three hours yeah, I was yeah. like uh yeah I mean like but when was the last time you cried like, right yeah you yeah. know like that might actually be like a good thing for you to like face your darkest fears and mm-hmm. then come out on the other side being like it didn't kill me yeah because yeah. it's all just drugs you know it just came through me or whatever yeah it goes through you yeah because yeah. The, yeah, that, that that was the one time I thought I was having a bad trip was like. Uh, there was like this girl I was in love with and we had been like going through like this weird breakup and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, uh, I'd spent like a lot of the time thinking about mm-hmm. that. And I thought I was in a bad trip because I was thinking about sad shit. But by the end of it, I was like, God, I'm so glad I did those mushrooms. Right. <laughs> because I really like, you really get a chance to like hash out what's going on in your life. Cause mm-hmm. there's always that phase of self analysis when mm-hmm. you're on a psychedelic trip. I'd imagine. It's pretty dope. Nice. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's dope. <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, so, um, do you have any? You have any great bombing stories? Yeah, like bombing? a gr- like uh, besides like the. I think like, one of the. I've had two pretty bad. Bom- well, my second time on stage ever, I had been thinking like because, like I said, I was living on the opposite side of the state, so. It was like months apart when I would do the mics, and mm-hmm. so I before the second one, I was just thinking like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I'll just tell this story and be funny, and then, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's easy, it's fine. And then by the time I went up, and I was just like, 
and it like the first one it was like just maybe 13 comics no audience and just a terrible sh- you know just awful and then i'm like trying to I like say stuff i'm like da, 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 and the laugh and then just nothing and i just like crumb i was like sitting on the stool and like looking at the ground and just crumbling to pieces basically <laughs> it was fiddling with bad. the microphone pretty much it's always a classic one where it's like they, you know, they never they're never confident with their hand placement yeah, on the yeah. microphone <laughs> and then the other two one was uh a show at the tacoma uh comedy under or comedy underground in tacoma which is not there anymore um but it was a show where because tacoma is pretty diverse or at least like black and white like I mean, it's not like just every nationality, but, um, and then, but this show, there was like, like a ton of black people. And then I thought, like, cause I had some joke and it wasn't, it's not a good joke, but it was like a word play with like agoraphobia or something. Mm-hmm. And like before my set, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Cause they don't probably know what that word is. And then, <laughs> right. Such an asshole. Right. And then, so, but then like, I was churning through that, like before my set and I'm like, fuck you yeah i was like maybe they do and so why don't you just go do the joke and either it works or it doesn't but then instead of just going up and having the not funny joke not work i go up and i uh, like mentioned that i wasn't gonna say or i think i said like i did the joke and it didn't work and then yeah then i talk about how i wasn't gonna say yeah, it, you went then, through your thought process yeah, with yeah. them even though you in your head were saying fuck you and yeah, you yeah. were thinking the crowd wasn't gonna say but, fuck well, you. Well I did get them on board with the fuck you. Oh, okay. Because right. then they yeah. didn't like me yeah. at all. And it was just like I just that was like the only time I've ever felt like we gotta get out of here. Like I was just like <laughs> I've gotta get out of here. Yeah, like it was bad. <laughs> and then um another time I was at uh Jai Tai, which is a it's a Japanese Thai restaurant that has a bar in the back and then at the bar they have a stage and they do comedy, I think either five maybe six nights a week like it's wow it's like the hub for alternative comedy in seattle which it's that's cool even that it's not it's more of an alternative venue i mean it's just kind of weird but um i have a bit i have it's a little better now because i'm just better at doing stand-up but it was everything i say is always just stuff that has happened i'm not like a false premise kind of i just it bugs me um but in a gun store in uh, the Tri Cities, and by gun store I mean it was the Ace Hardware. They just sell guns there because mm. it's Tri Cities. But um, we, me and a friend, we were just talking to this guy about some guns and like laws and stuff like that. And then he was like, "Our N-word president, like to strangers, like we we've, we've uh-huh. been there for five minutes." <laughs> that right? happens. That happens so much with white people. Where it was like, we're, like yeah, "We're part of the we're part of the same crowd. Oh, we can right. we can, we, I mean, we, we can tell we can talk about them." Right. And so, um. Like, and I have, you know, a whole bit about how just insane that person is and how ridiculous mm-hmm. the whole situation, but I just, I quoted the guy and then right. it just, so you said the va- actual yeah, word. Yeah. And it just vacuum out of the, <laughs> oh, yes. and then like, I try to be cool and I'm like, yeah, I thought that might happen, but, uh, and then I just kept talking and it's, but the whole crowd was just like, no, it's like, that's it. No, you're out of devoid of context. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Points, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing. I could have just then done like a Louis special and they're like, no, we're, yeah. we're done. <laughs> no, we don't the like next you. person. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, was the, the, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that of like, uh, so much of what what you, it's not so much what you say. It's like the crowd liking you. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like I I remember uh, 
hearing about like why Steve Martin quit doing stand up mm-hmm. and it was because everybody loved him so much that right. he wasn't even sure what he was saying was funny mm-hmm. or if they were just laughing because it was Steve Martin who was saying it. Yeah, they were so happy to see him. Yeah. I feel like the same thing with like uh with like Bob Saget. Like mm-hmm. Bob Saget has that shtick of like, "Oh my god, he's on a family show, but wow, he is not a yeah, family yeah. comedian." And so yeah, sometimes I wonder if and like so, and somehow if the somebody word else isn't did out that yet, that he cusses yeah (laughs) (laughs) after 30 short years yeah Yeah, Uh, i I actually said something uh dave couillet was in tacoma and i was Mm. trying to say i was like yeah it must be really hard for you to like work on new stuff because everyone's like so like uncle joey like everyone's Mm -hmm. so excited but then he's just like i think i've been doing this long enough i know the difference and i was just like okay (laughs) okay i've been doing like two years sorry to offend yep never mind take it back (laughs) bye thank you for the picture (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, yeah i uh yeah i don't ever do that i don't like wait in line to get my picture taken mm. with the comedian it's like yeah, yeah. i always i always want to be like i feel like i i want to meet them on a different level you know right. where it's like i want to be like a peer i want them to see me as a comedian and not like well yeah for one a long of those time fans. i would do i would get pictures but i would have it like where they're excited to see me mm-hmm. like i have a picture of like brian regan and he's like like all well, cartoon, no and I'm on my phone, and I'm like, hold <laughs> on, you know. That's really good. Yeah, and I used to do a bunch of those, and I was like, oh, that's so great. And then after a while, I just kind of started was eating at me, and like, ah, it's, I don't know that I'm being perceived as a comedian, and so I was like, I yeah. just, just kind of stopped. Like, it's still I have a whole Tumblr and like a whole folder on Facebook and stuff, and like maybe you know mm-hmm. I'll do something in the future, but yeah. So I just kind of stopped doing it just because like people like friends and family and stuff loved it and comics and stuff mm. like it was great but i just was like eh. yeah uh yeah uh todd glass did a really good job like mm-hmm. when i went when i went and saw him in portland he did a really good job of like like he was already standing out by where everyone was going to be funneled out of the mm-hmm. out of the room yeah and so he was just like like the line formed by them just leaving mm-hmm. and so it didn't it didn't feel weird it's not like i was like waiting around with like my poster anyways. yeah yeah so it was like I, I did get to meet todd glass and mm-hmm. i thought that then it was like i felt comfortable meeting him there because it was like mm-hmm. i didn't stand in line to wait to meet him yeah yeah i yeah, just thought that was weird <laughs> i want to stand in line to meet somebody yeah It'd be funny if you're like on oh, this. You were the MC. You just stand in line. <laughs> hey, remember me? I was the MC. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, we were hanging out in the green room. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Say hi again. Yeah. Can I get a picture? <laughs> uh, oh. uh, so uh, trippers, uh-huh. they tend to, they tend to have like not really trust the government that much. Why? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because they made yeah, that, that fucking the drug they all love illegal. <laughs> yeah. But uh. uh so do you have any like conspiracy theories that you like believe to be true? Like ones that you're like, this one's true. Um, not necessarily just gross people want power and like systems in place to make sure they have power and money. I mean, yeah, for uh, profit prisons and laws that help keep those prisons full and you know, things like this. It's not even really conspiracy, it's just more like <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, if I had a conspiracy that like you're sitting on that bench, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess like the the conspiracy there would be like, uh, it's a conspiracy that like that's mm-hmm. why they made that. That's like like why they started the drug war or something was is oh, so that yeah, they yeah. could because those those prisons and like the wardens wanted to make more money and so mm-hmm. they're like, hey, let's just start making thing more things illegal. Yeah, the more well, things that are illegal, the more chances we get to put people in here. Haven't they? It's hard to because it does kind of blend together. If it was like just Joe Rogan talking to a crazy person or like if they're discussing actual things uncovered, but because Nixon, that's why they made like marijuana 
illegal so hard is to fuck with black people and then um the hippies yeah he yeah. hated the hippies yeah yeah nixon hated the hippies yeah but uh, uh marijuana has been illegal since like the 20s well and that was the the paper guy yeah uh johnny shit dick yeah william randolph johnny hearst yeah John, johnny shit dick for yeah, sure yeah. william randolph hearst the fuck that guy yeah, yeah. Man. Do, you think if, do you think fuck if hemp that became guy. was actually you know on the other side if like hemp actually won and then paper was put under do you think everyone would be like man fuck the government <laughs> for holding back the paper no yeah, no like fuck that. trees i don't <laughs> think that i don't think that would happen because uh, I want my trees. it would mean that we would have a more efficient way to make paper that's like yeah. th- th- that's the thing it's like we'd be like yeah of course that didn't work mm-hmm. because this one because weed grows way faster than trees do yeah, yeah we would just be denmark or whatever <laughs> we'd have good schools and everything be fine yeah. yeah uh so i was i was listening to like so i, I recently watched the uh which uh, is it listener watch the, yeah, the shining I, I i i, wa- I watched the shining and then uh-huh. i listened to i listened to a podcast about the shining oh, okay and so it, in the podcast about the shining they talked about stanley kubrick and like the moon landing like filming the moon mm. landing thing and yeah i didn't believe them for a second i was like because they were all like oh here here's some examples of subliminal messaging suggesting that they, he mm-hmm. did fake the moon landing mm-hmm. and it was like some bullshit thing like oh on the on the tag that says room 237 mm-hmm. it's all the only letters on the tag are room and number but no and so they're like oh and then they like did like this stupid like mix them up like it says moon room i was like shut up oh now i'm convinced there's the part in that movie the shining mm. where danny is wearing a uh, rocket on his chest or whatever mm. and it's the That's part right. where the ball rolls to it and it's mm-hmm. like how it's set up is it's that weird grid base like uh yeah like hexagons whatever, hexagon yeah hexagon mm-hmm. carpet and it's open when the ball rolls to him and then when it cuts away and looks back at the girls rolling it and it looks back at Danny it's closed off and it's and he stands up as the rocket goes up and so that's them thinking that that signifies that the government gave Stanley Kubrick the secret and then closed him off and then he made the moon landing type of shit. Or yeah. <laughs> well, and then, yeah, it's, it's fucking weird shit like that. Well, then the groundskeeper guy in the movie goes to the moon and then, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at the end. Yeah. If you knew your history, read a goddamn book. If you see past um, the credits. But yet, yeah. like, but in, in, in that podcast, they did, they did say something that kind of piqued my interest mm-hmm. about it where they were, their, their theory was is that like, we were in a space race with Russia at yeah. the time. And so what they were saying is like, yeah, we've been to the moon. We'll give you that. We've been to the moon. Oh, just the first one was but, faked. But they were saying like the there's no way that the U.S. government was going to hype up that they were going to the moon mm-hmm. without having a backup plan. Oh, yeah, if, yeah. In case they couldn't make it to like the moon an ace in the hole kind to of thing. say we still made it to the moon. And Makes that's sense. what they were claiming was that it's like that's when Stanley Kubrick filmed that shit. Mm-hmm. And uh and they were saying like that's what we that's that is what we saw the famous moon landing footage is the stanley kubrick footage mm-hmm. even though we've been to the moon before right and i mean like i don't really know how that could be like disproven or proven i guess we yeah. talked to the people who did it but then how we, how do we trust them i mean they've yeah, been yeah. yeah well one thing i do believe with conspiracies is uh i won't touch them with a stolen dick as far as like trying to like find the like i got the truth and now you're gonna it's yeah like, then you just get killed that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Well, I mean, th- there is like the, uh, this conspiracy. I, r- I remember watching a Netflix documentary, mm-hmm. and it was about this guy who cr- who created uh, like a me- uh, like an in- engine method, like that ran in water or whatever. Uh, no, it, it ran on uh, uh, it ran on 
pure gas fumes. Oh, okay. It's so like he got th- murdered. This, yeah, this guy figured out a way to get a 100% burn mm-hmm. out of your fuel. I can fight a cop on gas fumes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and the way he did it was that he just like hooked up like he would like put gasoline in like a propane tank and pressurize it. Oh, okay, nice. And then and then he would hook it up okay. through the he yeah, would yeah. hook it up through the intake manifold and so it would like and so like you you didn't even need just, a carburetor or anything like farts, that. Basically. Yeah, it would suck its own farts. <laughs> nice. And uh it, it, like there was the, the like this claim that like uh it was like uh like he get like a hundred miles to the gallon or yeah, something yeah. in like the fifties or some shit like that. So they super killed that and guy, right? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, then he was found dead in the desert. Oh, he yeah, was yeah. found dead in the desert and Suicide there was a shot himself in the back he of the made head? he made a patent for it and then Shell bought the patent. Oh, that oh, nice. that is what we know that that is absolutely true, that there is a patent for that en- for that mm-hmm. engine intake manifold and that Shell bought it mm-hmm. and it's been sitting on a shelf in Shell some shell office or something mm-hmm. like that down by the seashore for years yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a shelf and shell by the seashore yeah i think if someone shelves. does something like that um as much as it would suck is you'd have to like just make it super public knowledge and be like hey everybody yeah. fuck them and then just put it out like, yeah you're not gonna yeah. get rich but also they're not gonna kill you because there'd be no point mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh at the time, it was like the fifties or something like that. So like, right? And you could there was like maybe like two newspaper articles about it, and then he thought like, oh, I hit the big time. Yeah, no. And uh, but it's hard to uh, like. I re- I remember there was a time mm-hmm. where Netflix was putting on a whole sh- fuck ton of documentaries that were mm-hmm. like, be terrified now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the like the bottled water documentary. That one was fucking oh, man, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, everything's be scared, and then, like, don't forget Hitler. Also, yeah. you guys remember <laughs> Hitler? <laughs> you guys remember, remember how shitty Hitler, Hitler was? Yeah. He's coming uh. back. <laughs> Hitler, too. It says Hitler, and it's a uh, colon, and it says too far, question mark. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, he went too far. <laughs> Hitler, colon, damn near killed her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Kushner, you want to get in on this? We got another microphone. He's too drunk. He's yeah, too drunk. He's just saying. he's just nodding yeah, off back here. <laughs> that's that's my favorite Todd Glass life bit. That like when someone they're like, oh no, I I'm just getting too fat, and instead of be like, no no, you're just like, yeah, that's what we were all saying. Earlier. Yeah, we, oh really? I'm so glad you're <laughs> yeah, noticing yeah. because I mean we've all been talking about yeah, yeah. it. Did Tony tell you? <laughs> I knew you knew. They said you didn't know. I knew you knew. Yeah, it's, it's, I love doing that. Yeah, that is a great Todd Glass life bit. Oh, it's the best. Ah, uh, he's great. Mm-hmm. He's a hero. He's a hero of mine, really. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> like, uh, what, what, like what you were saying earlier with, uh, like, uh, like you didn't know, you didn't really know, like, when to get into stand up, and uh-huh. then you were like listening to these podcasts that really yeah, inspired was, you. That, that, like I said, I wanted it. Like, I mean, I've loved my first memory of TV is Brian Regan on like A and E, even improv when I was like five. Yeah. And so I've always loved stand up, and then I wanted to in high school, and then I was like, well, we don't have that. We have improv. I was like, all right, I did that, and I was like. Let's get a job, and then just didn't just went did life, but yeah, it was it ate at me for like months and months because I was salaried and had my own office and like I was just kind of in a dark corner and I was doing this paperwork, but then I could just get on the internet and just as long as I got the paperwork done and no one's really checking on me, right. and so I would just sit there on the internet and just like read about like how do you start like all the stuff I Google shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely me too. Where it was like mm-hmm. I was feeling like. Like I, I I want like I want to do stand up. I've been like a fan of stand up my my entire life, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, I just never thought that was like something that I could yeah, do. Yeah. Like I never like 
like I never knew how. I didn't mm-hmm. even I didn't even know that like stand up open mics exist existed. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know stand up. I mean, music open mics existed. Yeah, yeah. I just thought like musicians just played and created a demo tape and then sent it out. Yeah, yeah. And so like the their John, first the first John time ever show perf- business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just somebody. Hello, yeah. John Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, and then like the first time they've ever performed on stage was like a f- their first paid gig. Where yeah, yeah. And oh, like yeah. half time like show. You, like you get an agent before you ever even performed on stage type of shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would listen to these podcasts. One, uh, one that really inspired me was making it with Ricky Lindholm, where basically that mm-hmm. like all she talked about, uh, she interviewed all these comedians about how did like how did you start? Like, oh, nice. And that definitely encouraged me. I was like, dude, I could totally do this. And mm-hmm. like every all these great comedians that I admire have all these like fucking bomb stories about how shitty they did, especially yeah, yeah. when they first started. And so I was like, I could fucking do this. Yeah, you just eat shit and then go do it again. Yeah, yeah. just figure it out. I mean, some people figure out quicker than others, but I mean, it's all you can't do it unless you get out there. You know? Right. That's just what it is. You got to get up there and go. Yeah, and I, I, I feel internally uh, like eternally lucky that like I had figured f- I out. figured it out at the age that I did. I was twenty years old. Oh, nice. And so like and so yeah, I'm twenty three now. But oh, cool. like so I, I did do a similar thing where it's like mm-hmm. I did I did like two or three times and then just kind of was like, nah, I guess I'll just go about my life. Yeah, yeah. Like I I sucked at it. I really liked doing it, but I sucked at it. And then there was just like I went to a different city where there was no open mics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's uh, this guy uh, Isaac Campbell Smith. If you're listening. He's not. <laughs> um, but he, I met him in Tacoma when I was starting to like hit the open mics, and mm-hmm. then he was super funny, like a really brilliant writer. And then he was, his family f- was from up there, but then he came down to Portland and was doing college stuff. And I'm talking about Facebook. I was like, "Oh, are you hitting the mics down there?" And he's like, "Nah, I was just busy with school." And then, then all of a sudden, he's in like Thailand and like all the shit. And so for like years, he didn't. But then just recently, I saw his profile picture was him on stage with a mic, and I was like, yeah! Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I remember one, the, the one thing I remember that he did one time, he, he just he went up, he's like, what's the deal with poker? <laughs> you deal poker? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. Oh, I went oh right God. over my head. Yeah, for sure. it'd be stuff like, where you're like, huh? <laughs> like, real thinky stuff. But like, you could tell like he was just thinking funny, you know. Yeah. And uh so yeah. Hope he I hope he gets back into it, but what was his name again? Isaac Campbell Smith. Isaac Campbell Smith. I love a th- I love a good three named person. Yeah, yeah. We all got three names. Why aren't we using them all? Yeah. Right? What's your middle name? Ryan. Chad Ryan Denick. See now I'm in trouble. Uh oh. That's my <laughs> <laughs> What's your social? Yeah. Yeah, no, usually when it was Chad Ryan Denick's because there was no cell phones and stuff yet, and so it was just like, oh, shit, that's right, and then run back to the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to, like, my parents had, like, a really, they had, like, loud, booming voices. Mm-hmm. Like, I would hang out down the street, yeah, yeah, and they'd be able to just yell from the front porch, and yeah. I'd be like, well, sorry, so like my a, mom's calling me. Yeah, it was a siren call. It was Chad Ryan Denick. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. So, so Chad Ryan Denick, you mm-hmm. got anything? To, uh, you got anything to plug? Anything coming down the tubes? No, I had to cancel a bunch of stuff because uh, my wife and I are moving down to San Jose. Ooh, yeah. Whoa, look at this yeah. guy, yeah. San yeah. Jose. Whoa, yeah. well, I, nice. yeah. I'm too cool to live in San Francisco. I better yeah. live in San Jose, yeah. where it's also very, very expensive. Whoa, uh, I can afford <laughs> to live in expensive cities. Well, we, we can't, but. <laughs> That's what we're working on right now. Um, I've got a joint <laughs> income. Yeah. We will, it'll be just her. 
Whoa, <laughs> I'm staying at home. Yeah, it's going to be, it's interesting. Like, all the one bedroom, like, uh, studio apartment, 1600 Wow. Very reasonable. Wow. Uh, one bedrooms are between, like, 17-ish and, like, 2200 mm-hmm. You know, standard. Classic. Um, yeah. And, uh, but there was two, because I'm, like, I'm putting together this sort of, like, cohesive list with, like, um, the property name, if, if it has one. So, you mm-hmm. can be like, oh, that's the crossroads or whatever. And then phone number, address, and then um, what it said online for, like, the estimated rent and that kind of stuff. So, when we go down, we can just, like, boom, boom, boom. But there was two places that it was 1200 for, like, a nice, normal one-bedroom. And then those said income restricted. What I'm hoping is, because the salary she's starting at is more money than I've ever made in my life, but I'm hoping that that's considered like poor for them, because still 1,200 is kind of a lot of you know. Yes. And so I'm hoping, because with income restricted, I think you'd still want them to be able to afford. It's not like you wouldn't want them to not pay rent, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I'm hoping if that it's like the sweet spot of like, yeah, if they're like 60 mm. grand. Yes. That's so. That's so weird to be like. I hope I'm poor enough. Right. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had because I moving. So, I moved so much as a kid, and it was it's ugh. Um, and even as an adult, it sucks. Um, everything sucks. Then you die, basically. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Um, but I've had other times where I was looking for apartments, and then like you see something like this is this is perfect. Then you go to like go talk to the office, and they're like, "Well, we do have income restrictions." And you're like, okay, I'm not rich. I make this. And like, yeah, it's too much. Cool. Thank you for wasting everyone's time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a situation like that with uh, financial aid for school. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, uh, nope, your dad, you like your dad just, makes too much money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, but, but, I but don't my dad's much. not helping me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but he doesn't love yeah, me. Yeah, I like, think oh. that there's like, there's like some rule. It's like uh, once you're 24 or something mm-hmm. like that, then, then it's between you and Jesus. Yeah, then, yeah. then it's between, then Can't it's you like, like you're. pretend you don't know your dad? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I never met the guy. Never met yeah, him. Yeah. Here's his W-2 just because yeah, yeah. I'm trying to prove his income, but I never met the guy. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Say that. He like, just died. He just died, he just died it yesterday. School. Yeah. His income is now zero. <laughs> his income is worms. His but yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely I, I end up like I don't want to say depressed, but yeah, yeah. I end up I do, I do do end up in a slump every mm-hmm. time. Every time I move, I spend like a good like two weeks being like, yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's like some sweet like I really like once once we're moved in, like there is that first couple of days where you're like, I'll make a sandwich. Fuck. And like everything is that's not even an option. Mm-hmm. But I do like when like when I set up, get the new living room, like, all right. TV's gonna go here. I'm gonna put the PlayStation here, <laughs> and then like, um, you know, dusting all the, you know, taking like a Swiffer thing, wrapping around all the power cords, and just like, because you don't generally clean them, mm-hmm. so it's like you get to have them nice and clean again. Yeah, yeah, you get a good inventory and all the things you own. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. And it's nice when like your pre-moving is just throwing shit, either Goodwill or just throwing shit away too. Yeah, yeah. You're like I'm not packing this. I'm not packing that. Yeah, you think you, you think that those are all those are all recipes for like ah new lease on life, baby. Yeah, yeah. But no, it does for for me. It just always makes me. I just get so sad. I'm just like, like I don't even have like the energy to like go drink water. You ever been in yeah. those in those things where it's like I'm so thirsty? Yeah, but actually, we just I'm just not gonna go drink any water. <laughs> we, we, we just had our apartment flea bombed. Uh, my wife's brother like does like that's one 
there's some sort of pest control thing, but that's like a thing he can do in his job. Mm-hmm. And so he was nice enough to come down to our apartment and, and take care of that. And I like put stuff like we have a thing of uh, all like the spatulas and spoons and stuff, like the big stuff. Right. I took that and like put it under the cover and like shut it and like, okay, that's cool. Then that way that, cause I was raised by fleas basically. So it's like, right. I, I know flea bombs. But then when he showed up, he, the stuff he had, he's like, no, 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 we spray in all the cupboards and all that shit because they can hide in there. And right. And like, dodge the gas. He's like, great. That's perfect. So, like, at every dish, all of our laundry, it was all, like, from scratch. We had to wash everything. Right. And then I went just – we had a big, fat roll of, like, Lysol wipes. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Lysol. Um, <laughs> disinfectant wipes. Uh, bleep, bleep out Lysol. And then out. <laughs> Um, yeah, we don't want to get pulled. Yeah, we don't get pulled from SoundCloud. We get pulled from YouTube. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, taking the Lysol wipes and just wiping like fucking every mm-hmm. because the drawer that had like every you know PlayStation game in the controllers and some headphones and I'm just like wipe this, wipe that because like I don't really know how it works, but I don't want to just be like oh I just put poison on my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, should be fine. Yeah, you definitely don't want microphones covered in poison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was that was a taxing. It was like a week and a half before. Like now we're back to like everything's cool. Yeah, but like it was. You almost like you had a lice infestation or yeah, something. Yeah, it was so I, bad. I, I've heard of people doing that where it's like once once somebody has lice in their house, they're like they're cleaning yeah. every single piece of cloth in the house. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just brutal. It was just so much laundry, just every day, and I didn't have because the time I had three days off where we left town. To let the because f- it had to, mm-hmm. it was always also forty eight hours that it had to like right ruminate, and so the last I had just had three days off where I wasn't there. So if I had three days off in a row after that would have been, been no biggie. Yeah, I'd just be like, I'll just do laundry all goddamn day and I'll watch some mm-hmm. TV and it's fine. But instead, it was like come home after ten hours of work, do like a load of laundry, clean some dishes, and then just crawl to bed and just like Ugh. hope yeah. I don't wake up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Laundry is my favorite chore mm-hmm. because that's a chore that's like I have to hang out and watch TV because yeah. I got laundry in the washing machine right now. Yeah. I can't be I can't be going out doing yeah, yeah. stuff. I can't, I can't be all, all that crazy stuff you guys do. I gotta do you guys right are here. crazy. Yeah, I, I don't mind any of the chores in the apartment really. And then um, the PlayStation headphones have been a godsend because they're like the Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some with the PS3, and then now I've got some of the ones with the, the PS4. But it's great because you can still vacuum, and then you just crank it up and you just do do vacuum. Right. But still watching YouTube or you know Hulu or whatever. That's way dope. Yeah, it's great. So it's like changed the game. So yeah, Bluetooth. This this podcast is brought to you by Lysol wipes yeah. and Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, Sony PlayStation. Sony. Just yeah. All all headphones, all Get Bluetooth headphones, all disinfectant wipes. Mm-hmm. So uh. uh we we are in a constant quest to figure out how to end this podcast, mm-hmm. and we haven't figured Keep it, it out. Crispy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, well, we, we would we, we always uh, invite the guests to come up with an ending for the podcast. Like it could be a keep it crispy. We could sing a song. Could end us on a story. I was gonna just click this power button. I didn't know if it would actually what what it would do. But uh, you could just click the power button. Oh, 